0: creating systems and trying out little things here and there. And when a few of those stick, they can be tools that you use for a lifetime and they don't become an extra burden or an extra hardship because they're just like
1: ingrained into your life. Just bit by bit practicing the skills so that you know how to do it. Chickens are, not cost effective like i like them because it makes me feel a little bit self-sufficient just like crowdsourcing like yeah. who wants it i'll bring it along yeah um, i love that thing so
0: you can even yeah just be generous with the the surplus and yeah. if it's something you enjoy
1: like yeah consider consider starting small and then if you enjoy it you can always go up from there and the diaper pins like i was gonna try it and if i really liked it then maybe i would do well i didn't really like it so I stopped, but I did it for a while. And Richard. for me, I like
0: to go into a lot of these ideas with like the craft project mindset. Like if it turns out yeah. it was a fun experiment, yeah. I'm enjoying the process of it. Can we see our fuzzy socks? <laughs> Tis the season. So are you going to be celebrating Halloween this year, Jana? No, ma'am. <laughs> we'll yeah. be hiding in our house. <laughs> Every year I get a question or two about that. I'm like. No, we don't do Halloween. Um, Actually, I was horrified. I had to go into um, Party City to get um, gender reveal stuff. Don't go to Party City with a four-year-old this time of year. Oh, my goodness. It was scarring. Honestly, I was so scared. We walked in the door and this thing like jumped out at us. I was scared. My heart was pounding. And it was like, and then you look what it was and it was like creepy looking. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I guess it's
0: fun for some people, but anyway. I guess I I just don't see how it's fun, but whatever. Yeah. I think the challenge for me is to, you know, let my boys know how I feel about it and my views on it, but not have them judge the people that do things differently than me because you don't always know. There's people out there that are definitely celebrating the devil and they have yeah very nefarious agendas and then there's other people that i think are just going
1: about it innocently and that's what they've always done it's a tradition i mean who
0: doesn't love a good tradition
1: right you want to give
0: your kids the childhood you had and like whatever so it's like we're not judging people here we're just this is not what we do right and this is what i view like yeah we talk about it you know light and darkness and, you know. Anyway, so no, neither of us will be standing at the door handing out candy either. We're just like the scroogey neighbors who just kind of stay away from it. Yeah. I guess if my neighbor kids did ring the doorbell and I was home, I would scrounge around and find them something because it's called hospitality. I mean, why not? But we're not usually home um, when our neighborhood does it. So anyway, yeah, definitely ready for that time of year to be over with. Yeah, same. (laughs) So before we get into today's episode, which is all about our homesteading dabblings and our misadventures and adventures with it. We've been having fun with this in the last lifetime. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's nothing new for us. We are growing up Mennonite and still Mennonite. Like, it was just a way of life. My Actually, my cousin from, she's from around here, but she lives in Montana now. Hi, Kelsey. I saw her on Instagram. She said, I hate the term homesteading. It's just real life. It's just living. Yeah. I'm like, well, you live in Montana, girl. You're homesteading just by like walking to your mailbox. Yeah, but (laughs) she does have a point. Yes, I agree. It's definitely a buzzword, but we live in a world of buzzwords because there's so many influencers out there making money off of those buzzwords. Right. I can say that because I am one of them, but you know, like homemaking has its moment and homesteading and all that. So we're going to talk about that today. Our feelings on just the whole pressure there might be to be more what holistic or more
1: self-sufficient self sufficient
0: and all that the pros but then there's also some cons I've seen too so we'll get into that and then we're actually going to dive into specific ways we have done homesteading in the past if we recommend it or not and like kind of the barrier to entry yeah. all that so yeah it's a lot of storytelling today and a lot of like yeah homesteading inspo from non-proclaimed non-self-proclaimed homesteaders yes. <laughs> it's uh-huh. time for Homemaking hot, <laughs> hot takes!
1: Okay, so mine is that buying fresh flowers, even spending some money on fresh flowers, even out of season, it's is not frivolous. I think it's actually therapeutic for me, and I think for everyone, beauty created by God, right, is healing. It can be therapeutic when you're going through grief and it's just, it's not frivolous. It's deep, there's a deeper meaning to adding beauty to your home, especially in the form of fresh flowers. So if you want to grab a bouquet at the grocery store, I am giving you full permission to do that and you do not have to call that frivolous. You can call it therapeutic. There you go. It's, it's all in the marketing. It's God's It's all therapy. how you speak to yourself. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> okay, my hot
0: take for this one is that buying food that was not on your grocery list is not necessarily a waste of money. I feel like that's like the propaganda going around there, like, oh, you bought something not on your list. You broke the budget or whatever. Honestly, it's so smart to shop off, not just on your list. Are you not gonna eat the food that you bought? Unless you're throwing things out because you're buying. Like, don't right. I would say stick to your list when it comes to the fresh things. But when you see sales and things that are um like, especially around like Thanksgiving and stuff, a lot of canned goods and stuff are on sale, stock up. Maybe you didn't you didn't realize there was going to be a sale on this or that, grab it and buy, what does Jordan Page say? One for now, two for later. Yeah. Um, it's not a bad thing to shop not on your grocery list. That's how I was actually raised. My mom would let the sales speak to her. Agreed. Um. And actually, if there's a really good meat sale or even in like in the summertime, sometimes you'll find really good produce sales and stuff. You can can that stuff up or like be an opportunist. When you see a good sale, Go for it. And don't just be like, oh, but it wasn't on my list. Well, I hope the sale's still there next week when I come. There's no list police that's out there judging you for shopping sure. not on your list. Um, that's just my opinion of the week. <laughs>
1: it's a good one. So you've been sewing lately, I see. Um, you're, you're, do you carry that dress now on your website? So my dress, I do not make them, but I have a lady named Vika. She's making them for me. She's actually from Ukraine. And it's her little side business that she does in her home while her kids are little. Um, they're just like a simple straight dress. We have a bunch of different colors coming. Actually, by the time this video is posted, they will probably be live. Lots Ooh, of really exciting. beautiful jewel tone fall colors. But these dresses are just perfect. They're crew necks. They're straight. They fit everyone. I think they're so flattering. We have a couple different sizes. So yeah, they're on my website. You can check them out. And I really like them. She does a beautiful job sewing.
0: And I think there, there's some things you don't really want to buy online. It's better to try in person. But like those dresses, I feel like you just get your general size yeah. and you're going to like it. They're
1: so versatile and the sizing is very generous. Like I'm wearing a medium, but I could fit into a small. It would just fit me a little tighter and probably a large would work. It's just really big. So they're very versatile. Oh,
0: man. I love And I love to hear where things are coming from. That's awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm really impressed with her sewing. She does a great job because I would never put anything on my website that like I didn't feel was up to quality oh no
0: if you guys tried her robes oh my word you will be the best friend of whoever you give one of her robes to. Yeah, check okay. them out. they make the best gifts jane and lynn handmade if i do say so myself thank you <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay so this homesteading trend we've talked about before this is not a new topic and we're coming at it from a different angle today um let's give us your level of homesteading by the world's culture before we get by the world's standards before we get Ooh, into like the on a of scale of it. one to ten or like yeah what's your most homesteading thing like she has chickens so probably she's the really, chickens are yeah. the most
1: homesteading thing because my garden is i mean i have a garden but it's nothing to speak of i don't know on a scale of one to ten i would say i'm a six wow and you have what two acres half half an acre yeah wow Hey, well, I don't like, know. Maybe in really terms like skills, that's but like, like the
0: new trend, you know, homesteading on a quarter acre. Well, now year, I feel like acre. I was too
1: generous with my scoring. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, it depends, I guess, who you're. Maybe more like in. a four. I don't know. Like yeah. I have, and some of the things like I know how to do, I just don't do it. So I don't know if yeah. that counts or not. I would say I'm a
0: two, except I realize there's so many different things in my life that I do just as part of like my upbringing as a Mennonite and stuff that I think I'm actually probably more like a four when you compare to the general population. But this whole scoring thing and comparing thing is what I wanna talk about actually. <laughs> like how many times, I found myself this way. Like why, it feels like the homesteaders are like the most godly people or mm-hmm. something. Like it's the way God intended it. They're like self-sufficient and everything. Um, and I think it's a really awesome thing to be trending. Like of all the things to trend, let's let something like homesteading- There's so much value self-sufficiency in it. trend, that's awesome. But I feel like it can sometimes either one, fear monger, Or make, give that less than attitude if you're not doing it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to talk about that a little bit before we get into things that we have done. Because I definitely want to speak against that spirit.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: I will find myself sometimes scrolling on Instagram reels. For some reason, I feel like they push those to me for some reason. But it will be like the lady with her homemade apron dancing in the kitchen with her freshly milled flour and her 17 children doing their homework in the corner. Or like, I don't know, stuff like that, you know? Um, And it can feel very overwhelming and it can feel like you don't have it all together. And what are you doing? You just fed your kids, you know, Fruit Loops or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah especially with, I mean, along with the homesteading, I think the whole natural living, non-toxic living is so closely linked. And that's the type of stuff that can really put fear into my heart that I'm literally like scared of what I'm feeding my kids. And yes, I think it is good to be mindful of what we're putting in our bodies. But when it comes down to it, We're here on this earth for a short time. This is not our home. Our bodies are temporal. And I think it's good to just keep things in perspective. Like the Bible even says like what you put into your heart and into your mind is so much more important than, doesn't it say that, than what you're putting into your body. And if we're so focused on not consuming anything with the slightest bit of toxins or like we're trying to be the most healthy, the most clean eating, I don't know. I think it can very quickly become an idol in our life and do more harm to our spiritual than it's doing good. Yes. But at the same time, I don't want to discourage you if you feel like you have margin in
0: your life and you can do some of these homemaking things. Yeah. Um, making things from scratch, you know, and I think creating systems and trying out little things here and there. And when a few of those stick, they can be tools that you use for a lifetime and they don't become an extra burden or an extra hardship because they're just like ingrained into your life. Um, I think of my mom every, you know, summer she would get out the canner and we would do canning and it just was a way of life. And Mm -hmm. like every winter she did a lot of sewing for us because the church we went to, we would have mostly – I think everything since I was like 12 years and older, most everything would have been sewed by hand because a lot of the dresses you could get back then were pretty short. Um, It was just like a way of life. It never felt like a burden or to me observing her. Like it was like this hardship. It's just, yeah, how it was done. And like obviously, she's not like the epitome of a homesteader. Like, you know, you have the Amish that are sewing their husband their pants and stuff like that. But yeah, we grew up on a farm and we knew where our meat came from. And, um, yeah, we had chickens. I hunted the... That was my chore. I had to hunt 60 eggs every day and then it doubled to 120. And I had to wash them and crate them up and put them in the fridge to sell to the neighbors for the egg customers and everything. And yeah, I look back on that time of life and I really appreciate my mom teaching me how to work with my hands, how to get dirty, how to yeah. weed the garden, all those things. And I, I, I'm very happy to see that it is trending.
1: Yeah, I think but it's great. I hope yeah. it's
0: trending for proper reasons and for
1: yeah yeah well and I think anytime there's something that's trending like this people are gonna take advantage of it and in turn take advantage of their viewers and yeah there's sell- a lot of the times they're trying to sell you something too. follow the money exactly yeah. and I will say too so often if you
0: notice there's like the craft lady that's always doing like the dried flowers and stuff there's the sourdough lady there's the candle making lady. like this not one lady doing all these things. They pick their niche. Right. Instagram knows how to put them in a pigeonhole and like that's what, that's what they're getting used for. So just remember, you don't have to be Jill of all trades and do all the the things.
1: And in today's like age of information and sharing I actually do think it's really cool how one person can be the soap artisan and one person can be the sourdough bread girl and one person can be the candle maker and we can source each other's products and still like live that homesteader life with the homesteaded products but you don't have to do it all on your own and I think that's a really good thing. Yeah, you know, a lady with her elderberries in her backyard
0: can sell elderberries here. Yeah, syrup so I don't want to
1: knock like selling things. Like it's okay, that's good. But, yeah, but just, just be mindful. You need
0: some maturity when you're consuming online and yes. taking some of those things with a grain of salt so that you're not feeling less than or fear-mongered into, you know, trying to do it all. Um, yeah. There's always options. And like if you don't have time, to feed your kids like elderberry syrup or whatever. And yeah. you, you, you can source it out. You can find right. somebody else. You know, it doesn't always have to be you doing all of it. And I think it is just a crazy time we live in where you can really decide to learn anything. You know, you want to learn how to milk a cow, you go online and you can figure that out. You don't even have to have a friend who has firsthand knowledge. Um, although I would say source from your friends. If you, if I, I can already think of your sister-in-law actually. If I was going to start sourdough, I would go to her and I would yeah. ask her all the things she learned at the beginning so I could bypass all those trial. Those trials and failures yeah and like it's so amazing like you can do that online whether you have a friend in real life or not yeah that you can yeah you can really pick up anything you can decide you're gonna you know learn to butcher your own chickens or whatever yeah (laughs) can i say that on youtube (laughs) they might censor it (laughs) i don't know Uh, did you guys ever butcher chickens like cousins yeah we never Mm -hmm. did they we always took them away mom said it was not worth it <laughs> yeah I've, that's
1: what i've heard too well you had explained how you grew up and i would maybe just add that we did not grow up on a farm we lived in a cul-de-sac one acre lot uh, we had some woodland that we scavenged in for fun but i i mean i've my dad was a hunter so i've seen deer scunned out in our garage or however you say that um but i don't have like that living on a farm experience but my mom did can we had a big garden at my grandma's house. That we would work in and, you know, do corn and whatever. But not quite the farm homesteading living that Megan experienced.
0: Um, do you remember the time they butchered a deer at grandma's house? So i would never seen a deer butchered in my life
1: oh except
0: at grandma's house one time and there was just like meat all over the table and everything was like covered in red <laughs> no i don't remember that but i
1: remember it at my house them doing it once or twice and i remember just, thinking yeah. i will never eat meat again it was so good for me to see where like yeah. where it came it, it is out good of to a know. carcass yeah it's so
0: good to know yeah yeah and appreciate where your food is coming absolutely. from, absolutely
1: So I guess now we're going to talk about some of our homesteading qualifications. Like what are some things we've tried?
0: And also if we recommend it or also I think it's important before you take anything up, you count the cost a little bit. Like some of these things, you know, it just means going out to the store and buying some bread flour and you can try things. Other things you might not want to jump into without some research first
1: and thinking it through, you know, chicken coops are not cheap. So I was saying I actually made homemade apple cider vinegar the other day because really? I was canning applesauce and I had all the cores. So I just stuck them in a jar and made the vinegar. It was a pre- pretty like easy process. The only downside was that I had this jar of fermenting apple cores on my kitchen counter that would attract some fruit flies. But other than that, I would say if you're making applesauce anyway go for it. Put the cores in some water. You can look it up online how to do it. It's very easy. I would say it's worth it. Like if you're, I wouldn't go buy the apples just to make the vinegar. But if you're doing the apples anyway, save the cores. Why not? Or Um, even
0: I like to make a lot of apple pies. So could I take my cores and
1: yeah. I mean, I guess you could micro do it in like a little pint jar. How much did you do? I did like a, I think I had a gallon jar. Okay. Okay. Full of it. And then that made a i make pies, have and like a tiny 12, bit i'd have like 12 cores. yeah it's almost you almost need like a bunch of apples but if it's not a lot cores. of work if
0: you're just pouring stuff in is there like a mother at the end like is there a
1: mother at the bottom i don't think so maybe i didn't do it right maybe i don't know it strained out right, the like cores and then i strained it then and maybe yeah maybe i just out. missed it i it smells right like apple cider vinegar that you buy at the store wow that's awesome yeah Which it was pretty cool you're not
0: eating it plain anyway you're putting in things so right how would you fail
1: right and it's yeah and it smelled like it smelled very strong. Not like yeah. an apple, but like a little bit fruity yeah. vinegar. Wow, yeah. good for you. I love that. Especially yeah. you're already doing the applesauce. Yeah, that's what I would say. I would try it if you have access to a whole lot of apple cores. It's, it's very low risk. Yeah. So I don't even think of things like things that small
0: can still be considered homesteading. You yeah. Know, like I've made my own cleaners with, in the wintertime, I love to do a lot of, um, Decorating with oranges and stuff. And so I usually end up th- like the butts of the orange that aren't pretty. It's like, what do you do with those? You can turn those into cleaner. And I've done stuff like that. Like, using up basically before you throw something away, consider what else could I do with it? Yeah. And that right there is like a very small level of homesteading, yeah. really. Honestly. I mentioned
1: that we have chickens and that, I mean, I like getting the eggs, but my second favorite thing about having chickens is having a place to throw food waste and food scraps, leftovers that go bad. And it's like, oh, I don't feel bad about it because it is turning. Our leftovers into eggs and it's not going to waste so that is one good thing about having chickens but yeah like you said count the cost chickens are not cost effective like I like them because it makes me feel a little bit self-sufficient you know if all the food runs out I at least get four eggs a day until the chicken feed runs out and it you know teaches the boys a little bit about chores on a very small scale um I just enjoy it but it's not something that you want to dive into you know if you're really thinking you're going to save money on eggs
0: yeah. My parents had an empty little barn and they put chickens in and they said, look, this is costing us money, but it's worth it for us to create, to teach you how to work hard. And obviously it was so nice to have the fresh yeah. eggs that we knew what our chickens were eating and everything. Yeah. And then as time went on, we did sell some too, you know, cause the neighbors love the farm fresh eggs. Yeah, if you have the,
1: if you have a spot for them already, especially it's not, yeah. it's not a bad idea to just try it. And maybe you try
0: with like, you know, six chickens or whatever and you really like it and you decide to expand and then you can, you know, at least in Lancaster County, there's so many tiny little roadside yeah. stands that have just like wildflowers and fresh eggs and stuff like that. Yeah, you don't it's have not to have, like you
1: can't make money on it. It's not like you
0: have to have a full produce stand either to offer your things. And I, there's so many women in our area that are like, oh, I'm coming over whatever day and I have all these extra... Eggs is a really common one in the summer. Tomatoes or squash, and like just like crowdsourcing, like who wants it, I'll bring it along. Yeah, Um, I love that thing. So you can even yeah, just be generous with the the surplus, and if it's something you enjoy, like yeah, consider consider starting small, and then if you enjoy it, you can always go up from there. But yeah, like chickens, that's that's gonna cost you a pretty penny at the beginning, which. Do we want to give a plug out for Jordan's yeah, Coops?
1: Sure. My <laughs> brother-in-law actually builds the most beautiful chicken coops. It's um, called, Jordan's Custom... Jordan's yeah, Jordan's Custom's Custom, custom coops. coops. He does a really good job. Um, you can... I'll link his Instagram. Um, he does, like, custom-built whatever you need. He has been building. Local. You've got to be local. Or he Delaware, delivers Delaware. Yeah, he delivers pretty far. Um, but, yeah, not to, like, out west or anything. They're not
0: kits. They're, like, cute, sturdily-built, yeah, chicken yeah. coops. And so you got... hook up with that yeah i have the
1: very first one and he's improved a lot since then and ours is still standing so really cute. he's been building them since 2020 when i freaked out and said jordan build me a chicken coop
0: (laughs) yeah so i do not have chickens i will be doing something to create work for my children as i feel like they're running out of it like do we do i sound like a slave driver but like teaching your children work ethic and especially if i'm gonna have like you know, three boys and stuff, we're gonna have to create work for them. And so, um, I'm all about and, and Josh, you know, they grew up at different times on he grew up on a farm sometimes and other times they just had like one acre or half an acre and she would farm them out to yeah um mow all the old people's in the development across the road, their yard and things like that. So that's definitely something that's I don't know, is that common or is that a Mennonite thing? But like teaching your children to work um yeah is very it's very, it's very value, valuable valuable and yeah they they're the future workforce of america so might as well learn yeah. at home make the mistakes at home yeah. in a safe space have you ever
1: tried the sourdough bread you were talking
0: about it but you never uh, tried it it's such a megan thing i would love it because it's aesthetic
1: i'm all about so, that yeah i actually did the whole sourdough thing back in 2014 i think you around then, it, like before what? i was before jack was born i think because i was still working I'm not okay. sure why.
0: Like I just well, someone you, gave it to you me. Were, Gina is an amazing example of like just trying little things. Like you yeah, used to I like do little to patchworks things. and stuff. Oh, yeah, like, you quilts. used to like make little dresses for. But like, you tried yeah. it and then
1: moved on. I did the sourdough for a while and I made a bunch of different things with it and I liked it and I. I mean, it was successful, but I just kind of got tired of it and it's a lot to keep up with and we don't eat that much bread. It was just Eric and I at the time, so I stopped it. But I, I could see getting back into it. I don't have plans to, but. It's that's a very low cost thing to do too, yeah. If you can and low find risk, starter. low risk yeah. too, and like. it's fun. And you're yeah. I don't.
0: I would and advise there's a plethora of information, and the cookbooks are so pretty. Yeah, oh I would goodness. say if
1: you have an inkling to do it, that's one thing yeah. that you should do. If you feel like doing it, you should do it.
0: Exactly. Or if you feel like you have weekly margin in your life. For me I felt like it was something I could take off my plate and not do even though I think it I would love it I think if I did it. I just don't want a pet that I have to keep up with. Right. And we don't eat a ton of bread except I was thinking about it like I always say we don't eat bread regularly but we eat a lot of like Sausage sandwiches, sloppy joes,
1: burgers, mm-hmm.
0: all that stuff. So if I would start sourdough, I wouldn't even end up making the pretty artisan bread
1: that you I like to the, eat. I would yeah. end up
0: having to make like the sandwich but, rolls. Yeah, and
1: what I'd rather do is have my sister in law make the sourdough and just let me buy a loaf every now and then. You know? For something
0: special. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know. I feel like if I had really good bread sitting around, it might be dangerous. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, you can
0: decide for you. And that's anything in the food department, I feel like is a really low cost of entry yeah. you know I've tried I I'm really big on making homemade snacks for my kids just because I feel like that's where we get all the preservatives and mm-hmm. stuff like that and I hate that my like I would love to be the mom that says no snacks we eat three full meals a day and then that's that but that, that does not work. work I love to snack like why would I expect my kids not to exactly so I like having good options in the fridge that go beyond just like fresh fruit and stuff like that and so I've tried Cheese crisps. I make homemade granola bars pretty regularly. They're so much better. Yeah. Um, and they're not a ton of work either. no They aren't the cheapest ingredients, like, because you're using good honey and stuff like that, but, but you're not going to mess them up. Like, no, they're so, yeah. oh my, so good. I would say the most homesteady thing I've done lately with cooking would be grinding my own wheat berries just because I was like, oh my goodness. I want to make bread when I want to make bread, not when my sourdough tells me, got to use it up here. And so I was like, I'm just going to keep wheat berries around, which they store really well and just kind of experiment with that. And so I'm still experimenting. I still haven't found like a dead perfect recipe because the recipes I've been using are not created for freshly ground, Mm -hmm. freshly milled wheat. And so you have to add more and kind of experiment a little bit. So I don't know. I'm still working on that, but I'm having fun with it. And I, you know, it might be a flop, but we eat it yeah it's fine it's like anyway it's super fun and i actually went on facebook marketplace to find a grain mill like you can buy expensive grain mills i was like well i don't even know if i'm gonna like this so i bought an attachment for my KitchenAid mixer and i was gonna get it off facebook marketplace but it only saved me like 25 bucks so i just ended up buying it new off of amazon i can link mine below um and i like it i just like i said i use it like once a month it's not i'm not gonna scale up if you know what i mean
1: right yeah, um, we can, well actually I don't can grape juice, but my mom cans it and I usually buy it from her. I've seen it done. I could probably figure it out how to do it.
0: Well, canning in general is something that's fun to try. Yeah, just and for juice. me, I like to go into a lot of these ideas with like the craft project mindset. Like if it turns out yeah. it was a fun experiment, yeah. I'm enjoying the process of it. And if we have something good to eat at the end, that's awesome. Like I canned pepper jelly and it got a little runny. I followed the recipe to a T. Found out my friend said, oh yeah, you can't follow that recipe to a T. You have to actually keep cooking it till it thickens up. I'm like, great. I was like trying to follow the recipe to a T here because that's how you do with canning. You don't want to mess it up at all. Um, But you know what? It's still amazing. We take it places. We eat it. We pour it over cream cheese and we love it even if the consistency isn't
1: as globby
0: as the bought stuff.
1: Yeah, Um, And it was like, fun like i felt accomplishment at the end of it yeah and it only took a morning and our moms made candles on i remember making candles at sister day one time right or were they just remelting old candles and pouring that's them so resourceful too but though. either way no, don't knock yeah it. It was- did we make soap I feel like we made know. body yeah, scrubs and stuff like that. I know we would try made. things out and then most times never do them again. Right. But just to say you did it. Yeah. And also and
0: you, who knows, you might like it and you might keep going. Yeah. Like your embroidery, you hit that hard. Are you burned out on it now?
1: Well, I would stop for a while and now I kind of got back into it again. Okay. And I'm there's, working there's no Christmas shame in it. Like you don't have to
0: be the embroidery lady.
1: You just do the things for fun. And if you like it, great. And if you don't and you never want to do it again, that's fine. Like it's okay to partake in the homesteading trend without committing to anything.
0: Yeah, or maybe you're not even doing it for fun, but it just makes you feel better um, like making your own laundry detergent and stuff like that. You know you're not putting toxins on your kid's skin or whatever.
1: Uh, Another crunchy homesteading thing that I've done way back in the day was I briefly cloth diapered.
0: Oh my goodness, I forgot
1: about this. Yeah, and I did it like with the... What are they called? That was like, another
0: trend that you literally felt guilty if you yep. didn't cloth diaper. And it wasn't for a little bit. I didn't
1: buy the fancy ones because I didn't want to commit. I was like, I wanna try it, but if I'm gonna do it, I'm not gonna buy the fancy things because it's supposed to save money, right? That's so I point. bought like the old school pre fold diapers and the plastic underpant things and the diaper pins. Like I was gonna try it and if I really liked it, then maybe I would do. Well, I didn't really like it. So I stopped. But I did it for a while and I tried it and it just didn't Were I you mean, able to resell them? no they were just like the pre-fold
0: white ugly ones they
1: weren't the fancy ones oh not the
0: fancy snap ones yeah i I think i
1: gave them away then i'm not yeah i think i gave them to someone i just had the really simple ones
0: my mom forbade me to even try it she's like i will not be babysitting your children and doing cloth diapering i did that with you and halfway through with esden the lord has given us disposable diapers bless his name yeah no i completely (laughs) agree i just wanted to try it
1: and I did, and I'm glad I tried oh, it. It's funny, but yeah. yeah,
0: it's it's interesting. Though I love how love how I see cycles like go. Remember when canning came in? Well, I don't remember this specifically firsthand, but like when canned goods came in stuff in to commonplace. Like it was all the thing, and like these Mennonite housewives were cracking open these tin cans of all the stuff, you know. And like my grandma ate so much like toxic food when I think about it, because they were growing up in a time where convenience foods were like celebrated, and like oh yeah. my word, we're getting our time back again and stuff. Yeah. Um, And so it's just really fun and interesting and odd sometimes to see how the trends can come and go. I'm not old enough to see all of it firsthand, but Angela Braniff has a YouTube channel and she's been talking about habits and things that have gone by the wayside that we should bring back, beauty and hygiene things that people used to do. And it's just really interesting how the norm looks so different even 30 years ago.
1: Um, Obviously, I sew. I've sewed dresses, shirts, baby clothes, leggings, undies, quilts, comforters, basically everything I've sewed um as far as like
0: yeah we were both taught to sew because we needed to it was necessity
1: yeah it was a
0: matter of survival we
1: we both grew up going to churches
0: where you're supposed to wear a cape dress which Mm -hmm. is just a way of I guess um institutionalizing modesty. Yeah. You know, it's an extra layer on the front of your dress and you weren't being super trendy because you had to sew your clothes. Mm-hmm. And I still have a lot of friends who sew all of their dresses to this day. Yeah. But that's why I was taught. And so, Ivani's not going to have to do that because we don't go to a church that you have to, like, we can just buy. There's so much cute, modest clothing out there. We would right. know. Yes. <laughs> um, but I still would love for her to try sewing. If it's not her thing, whatever, but I would really like to push through the hard and teach her how to sew maybe when she's like 10 or 12 or like, you know there's If you have daughters or sons like that age of like, what, 10 to 15 when they don't have their license yet, they don't have a full-time job and they're like antsy, Mm -hmm. I think that's, at least I remember that speaking from firsthand for myself. I tried so many different things over that period of my life. So if you are trying any of these things, maybe take your preteens along with you. They might really take off with something and soon you have your own personal bread maker, you know, or whatever. But you were going on about sewing.
1: No, I was just gonna say also fine arts like quilting, cross-stitching, embroidering, crochet, We've all, I've done all that.
0: And that's also a very low barrier to entry. Like, yeah. try a project in the winter this year and see if you like it. Yeah. I've, I've been embroidering a jacket for Ivani. I mostly love it because it gives me something to do with my hands when I'm sitting talking with friends around a campfire or when we're driving and, you know, me and Josh are chatting or he's listening to the Eagles game or something. Yeah. I can, like, listen to it and embroider it at the same time. Um, I was never a big looker out the window. <laughs> oh, man. But, yeah, so... That's a very easy thing to try and like if you're already overwhelmed don't let the reels and stuff suck you in but if you see a fun project that looks fun to do maybe just keep it in the back of your head for a rainy day and you can try it out. Mm -hmm. Um, I think though we have to address the the craft cupboard that can quickly get absolutely out of hand if you're not careful like I don't feel guilt about most things but once you start like Buy, if you buy a whole Cricut machine and then never use it. Like yeah. that, that sits there and haunts you a little bit. So yeah. think through it Get rid of it. If
1: it's not for use, resell it. Or if it's something like a ball of yarn that's just taking up space, just get rid of it. And if you decide to crochet again, you can buy more yarn.
0: That's right. That's right. Don't 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 feel like you have to hold on to everything. Right. <laughs> and stay out of Poppy Lobby if you know that's your weakness. <laughs> <laughs> I have been sharing on Instagram my micro-preserving journey. But even um, just... Getting things in bulk when you see a good deal and freezing it in your freezer. Like I have a freezer full of vegetables and um, we do get like a quarter of beef, half of a beef every year, but that's not any homesteading on my part whatsoever, no, except calling the butcher and telling him what cuts I want It's sourcing
1: went. other people's homesteading. Yes,
0: exactly. Which so there
1: it, is absolutely no shame in
0: that. That is still good, I think. Yes, exactly. But when you do some batch things, that is a very small way of Living like our our mothers used to, you know, they were making double batches of everything. Yeah. And Josh's grandma had 18 children and she baked two chocolate cakes a day. One without icing and one with icing. And the one with icing was for supper and the one with no icing was in their lunches. Word. And they went through a cake at lunch
1: and a cake at supper time. That is crazy. I know. And they worked it all off. too. Yeah. It's just crazy. I know. <laughs> I can't imagine having that many people to feed every day. Like, let alone children that you're actually, like, raising. But, like that many people to feed for three meals a day is just completely overwhelming to me i can't even imagine but yeah like for me i i love making um refrigerator dill
0: pickles and like making two or three quarts at a time is technically taking the recipe times six and it takes us like you know a month to go through them or whatever and that just feels so filling to me like i have pickles for a month um just setting yourself up for maybe the near future not the whole next year it doesn't have to always be like A ton. Like I really admire Adeline Zuck, and she like figures out how much do I need for a full year, and then she does that much. But even if you're doing a couple extra, or like you're going through the work of making pasta sauce, and you decide to make it for another meal or something like that, just thinking that way is so productive and so fulfilling at the end of the day to have those jars sitting there.
1: And if you do have a little garden like I do, that gives you like three tomatoes every other day or something, you can put core the tomatoes and put them in the freezer, and then when you the next time you make spaghetti. You can get them out, make your own sauce, and maybe you'll have a jar left over to preserve. Where you can put it back in the freezer after you make the sauce, or you can can it if you know how to do that. But just bit by bit, practicing the skills. So that you know how to do it, and you know what, like
0: every year now, I preserve my own pumpkin because I found it's super easy to do and it's not that hard. So maybe that's something that you would like to look into um, this time of year. You know, you need it for one recipe, freeze the rest, and yeah. you have pumpkin for. Which I will admit, pumpkin just just does not hit the same in February. No, like it does in October, November. Right. Um, but so it's nice to have it. Yeah, nothing goes to waste. I think that's another. That's why our mothers and foremothers were not doing this for trendiness they were doing it for because practicality yeah and for not letting anything go to waste yeah so grandma used to sew grandma tried sewing their swimsuits did you know that yeah
1: and their book bags and their lunch boxes yeah grandma once sewed made all all me that. a lunch box out of the milk jug like the little oh, sack she made ones. you one how do you rate well it was a punishment I had to take it to school I hated it for some reason I did I don't remember what it was was in first grade I had to take this lunchbox to school to humble me I don't remember what I did but I remember like keeping the lunchbox in my backpack and like taking my lunch out of it and putting it on my desk because I didn't want anyone to see this ugly homemade lunchbox nothing like being mortified by a crowd to train your child yeah I I don't know what the whole I must have really been a brat I don't remember what I did wrong you were real proud of something I must have been (laughs) Maybe you were making fun
0: of another child's lunchbox or lunch. I hope that's what I was. I hope was... that's what it was. Yeah, you deserve, that's pretty harsh punishment. <laughs>
1: but yeah, I don't remember what I did wrong. Mm, cooking. You have can cook a turkey dinner.
0: Yeah, can you? Yeah, yeah. every year. That's. A, it's so funny though. This is what I'm saying. Try things. I don't do I, it every year. I make apple pies on the regular. I make a turkey every year around Thanksgiving. Am I doing all the other things like the sourdough and like all... Oh, no, but it's funny how we latch onto something. Yeah. We have success with it and we want to keep going. Yeah. It's really really
1: good. I like to make an apple pie at least every year, pumpkin pie every year, peach pie every year. Yeah, never made a pumpkin pie in my
0: life, probably never will, but for
1: some reason I had a good experience with apple pie and here it is. (laughs) It's funny. But like, yeah,
0: experimenting and trying things out is, you know, a learning lesson at the least.
1: Yeah. And it's all about like creativity too. It just gives you a way to like it's good to work with your hands. I think in
0: this technology technologically, like
1: saturated world yeah it's good to work with your hands and have your children seeing you doing that and it's Um, not a necessity in our culture today like we don't have to but like who knows if it could become a necessity in our child's generation hopefully not but you never know and i think it's important to pass on these skills just for fun and bonding experience with your children but just in case you never know i mean don't do it out of fear don't pass the tradition on out of fear but I don't think it's ever wrong to pass on a good homesteading tradition to your children I think a good homesteading homemaking challenge for all of us is to
0: next time you run out of something learn to be resourceful and I'm not saying you can't just run to the grocery store and get it that's probably what you end up doing but you could try googling what to use instead the other day I ran out of brown sugar I made my own brown sugar The cookies tasted a little different, but they were still chewy and delicious. Um, Just resourcefulness in industry like that, especially with the internet at our fingertips, we can Google it and find out Mm -hmm. substitutes for this or for that or, you know, recipes that take a lot of eggs or whatever. We have that right there. Our moms and grandmas, not our moms as much, but like our grandmas and great grandmas had to just think with their head. I wonder if I could put this on my plants instead of throwing it out or like, you know, things like that. Um ways to substitute and so I think that's a great exercise for all of us to try here like reading
1: a recipe is a skill and learning how to follow a recipe is a skill that needs to be learned but also learning how to cook not following a recipe or making substitutes in a recipe is also a good skill to have
0: yeah as long as your family is a willing participant you know
1: substitute out the potatoes
0: instead of the noodles in a soup or something and see what happens like it is pretty low risk honestly
1: (laughs) yeah and I feel like it's so trendy like to say there's so many people that are like, oh, their desire is to own 20 acres, have their own milk cow. Like, that seems to be the thing that we're all supposed to attain to or be working towards. I have no desire. And for I that. don't, like, I have no desire. Like, there is something about it that does sound appealing, but I have no plans or no desire to buy land and be totally self sufficient. But that doesn't mean that I can't dabble. Yeah.
0: Or going, I just thought of this too, going into the winter months, you know, I always get this feeling of, oh, I'm, I'm going to grow my own wildflower garden this year. Yes. And I have friends who do that, and it's amazing. It's a great, that's another homesteading thing, even though it's yeah. absolutely frivolous. Well, like I it's said, it's just for
1: pretty. Beauty is therapy. It's worth it, 100%. It really is. And
0: I think a flower is twice as pretty when you grow it yourself. Three, absolutely. Three times as beautiful. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, Making our own homemade whip topping, our homemade butter once in a while if you run out. Yeah, that's um, a good project to do with kids. You know, you can sure i'm not doing whole milk right now i'm pregnant i just don't uh, raw milk don't, you mean sorry what did i say whole milk. whole milk i am doing whole milk i'm not doing raw whole milk at the moment but yeah like there's so many things you can ha- do with just having that around yeah oh your sister-in-law my cousin-in-law or whatever mm-hmm. she makes homemade noodles i think she's having so much fun with it she has like a little attachment for a KitchenAid aid mixer I think yeah that is and we made like, noodles or
1: like grandma made noodles. oh we grew up yeah egg noodles yeah. every
0: great grandma taught. talk like yeah we all got together and the mothball noodles there's so many more we could go on and on about all the things we've tried yes. and dabbled in but like as far as what actually has become like monthly like, yeah. or like a ritual habit it's not as many things right. But that's okay that's okay that's we the are point. young enough we are 30 ish yeah and you know we have all the time in the world to experiment and certain things do stick and yeah. i will say i think something i want to grow on in the future is the more like non-toxic cleaners and um like i, I feel pretty good about the vitamins i give my kids and stuff like that but yeah more of that type of thing yeah. i think would be
1: interesting in the future and like um, we said you don't have to do it all yourself you can source Things that other people have already perfected. Yeah, you know, there's no true. shame in that. Like, I, you I, can I, live I, non-toxic without doing it all in
0: your in your home. That's right. You don't have to use just vinegar if you don't want to. <laughs> right. There are other
1: <laughs> products out there if you're not if you're open to buying stuff. Oh my, very good. Well, we hope you. I feel like we have all
0: kinds of things we want to try now. Again, I feel inspired yeah. to maybe not this week, but as we go into winter and the days are a little slower um maybe try and experiment with some new things
1: yeah oh yeah we didn't talk about homemade condiments like homemade ranch and different stuff That's there's some, always some things that i make like to make like yum yum sauce yeah homemade ranch is so good i know it's only not... the
0: shelf life was longer i know
1: sharon makes the best salad dressings like she makes caesar salad dressing and ranch and her, and her sister, sister has a so french
0: dressing of all things i would not say i even like french yeah, dressing either
1: it's so good mm, it's so good it's like yes. not the preservative the home tell adjusting to the best Go ahead. okay so tell us in the comments what is something that you did in the whole homesteading arena lately and tell us if you succeeded at it if we should try it too or if it was not worth your time yes if you recommend <laughs> yes if you recommend <laughs> anyway thanks so much for being here and joining in on the conversation and we'll see you in the next one bye, bye.